Alright, what is up everybody? Zombies here again. And today we are back with another episode of the Fighting Pit Podcast. This is episode 18. Really, really getting up there. Almost at Crazy. 20. Can't believe that. Um, but I am joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, Wizard Beast and Malahu. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Good, good. Tired vacation. Uh, spring vacation is up, coming up soon. For it affects my household, so we're excited to be on breakish soon. But nice, good stuff. Spring coming, good weather coming. Yeah, so, no, I know. The uh... Sun, sun, <laughs> grass, grass. Have you heard of that stuff before? Oh my god, it's coming again. I'm so excited. Yeah, no. I'm already hitting <laughs> around 90s over here in California oh, right ooh. now. So That's, yeah. yeah, you can go back a couple steps. Yeah, go back to winter. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, it's already been warming up here as well, and I definitely uh, welcome the warm weather. It's uh, touching, touching some grass, as as you know the kids say. So we've uh, got some fun stuff to talk about this week. Um, Murky uh, dropped this week along with the new expansion, and personally, I've been having like a ton of fun with that. I was really excited for the kind of theme of this expansion and i really like the design of the colossal minions i think it's really cool having a minion that i mean even though the effect is mostly similar to a battle cry it's like a really cool design having a character that takes up more than one space on the board and does stuff that interacts with the different like appendages and they've been really fun to play um played a bunch of standard for the first time in a long time and I was really happy with it. Like, there, there's just a bunch of different interesting decks. Um, Mech Mage is back, and that's been really fun. Like, if you enjoyed Mech Mage or kind of even, like, Flame Waker Mage back in the day, the new Mech Mage kind of reminds me of that in a bit because that Mech Shark is ridiculous. That card is, mm. like, absolutely absurd. It's literally just, like, Mech Flame Waker. <laughs> Um, which is cool like yeah that's fine it's so much better to have it on a minion trigger than a spell trigger like i agree and you only have so many board spaces right so even if you're cheating a million mana especially like with the one in wild eventually you run out of board spaces like (laughs) so there are some limiting factors on there um also it's been sick having the league of explorers in the core set like i've Mm -hmm. been memeing around with some reno decks and standard and like a few of them like they work sometimes i mean it's it's a little harder now because with rotation there are definitely a lot less cards available in the pool Mm. but that can be good right now is like the worst highlander time actually (laughs) in the entire format (laughs) yeah because it has the least you know amount of cards to choose for those one-offs but it actually like i was playing a bunch of like a, a big spell reno mage and it was surprisingly like doing pretty well and it was so much fun like the they definitely, you know, they emphasized before rotation they wanted to make the game a bit more about uh, fighting for the board and whatnot. It definitely, you know, it's early on, but so far I've definitely kind of felt that way um, most of the time. It definitely feels like the board matters a lot more than it did, uh, you know, the, the past year or so a lot of the time, um, much less in the way of these uh, easy or mostly from hand uh otk stuff there are still a few silly things like uh, some of these switcheroo decks in both standard and uh wild like are enabling some like turn three and turn four kills which are 
pretty silly, and it sounds like they're going to get touched, though. So uh, we expect to see, you know, probably those those regular early balance changes next week, week after, something like that. Um, but it's been a really fun set, and I'm uh, I'm definitely looking forward to, to seeing how it kind of evolves and where it kind of goes. But the new cards have been really fun. So if you're someone who hasn't played... Uh, you know, standard or wild in a long time, it might be worth checking out. It's it's very much been uh, a di- kind of different experience, especially in standard. Like, I normally don't even like standard very much at all, but it's really surprised me. That's been really fun. Um, great job with the, the new year. But we also had a kind of unfortunate thing where uh, Murky's task was bugged, right? So... Um, I think this was discovered like the day of where uh someone got you know the murky task and they completed task one and then task two never popped up like it's supposed <laughs> to do under the new system so it, it seems like uh maybe it's possible that it was like coded to the individual mercenary and they just didn't update this one uh, and they just applied it to all the ones that were out which would be weird but it's who knows but whatever happened uh he couldn't get his tasks to continue like they're supposed to under the new system. So um, they had to release Hotfix. It is fixed now. Um, and so now you should be able to get your Murky up. But because of that, nobody really has farmed up Murky yet because it just would take way too much time with the, uh, especially with the mysterious stranger rate being reduced due to the change in uh, how the tasks work. It like it would take forever, <laughs> so I don't think anyone's really done that, and I, I I doubt anyone's got enough coins from the packs or farming them up. But maybe someone has, but I haven't seen them at all in PvP yet. I think now that this fix is out, people can farm up the tasks. We'll probably start seeing him more uh, early next week. Um, but I'm excited to see the impact he will have on the meta. Um, I think he's a really interesting character and i'm curious to see what other murlocs we might get because you know they definitely are a core theme of this expansion um so i'm curious to see who that red murloc is going to be because we did get confirmation that a red murloc is going to be coming soon tm it would have to be something like pretty silly i would like even like murky it is like I know you're saying like it would be sweet to have Murky have an actual like effect on the meta. But even reading and we'll talk about it a little bit. But Charles, our, our Twitter, uh, our gracious Twitter dev has kind of spoken up every now and then about some of the design choices behind some of these Mercs. And even reading their design choices behind Murky where it's like, all right, you can give somebody taunt to kind of let you get around a taunt. Um and just like all these lines of text on Murky that kind of like don't have an enormous PvP impact. And at least when it comes to like magic and card design, which at the end of the day, these mercs are cards, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, every line of text that you spend writing on the card that doesn't actually affect its competitive stake means that it just loses some percent here and there and there. And murlocs are already just like, they need some help. So I can't imagine what this red murloc would have to be, but maybe something crazy like King Bagurgle and it's like all your murlocs get it's like a battle cry murlocs get plus five plus five or something like that right like it's got to be something but it can't even be a battle cry because then it has to affect some of the summon guys too Mm -hmm. so uh 
but then if you give Murlocs just a bunch of raw stats, they're basically just a worse orcs. Murlocs have a weird, Murlocs have had a weird go of it, I would say, in terms of the tr their tribal identity. I guess they're very summon heavy, and the early summons really weren't that good, and then they got outclassed by other summons, mm -hmm. so Murlocs are a little stuck. I don't know what would have to help them uh, to get them out. Yeah. I think it would have to be a little bit more like survivability with abilities, kind of like how mm -hmm. Murky, you have the Dragon. Murky does give us some, yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's like slowly keep your main Murlocs alive while you keep summoning more and more summons basically just kind of whittle them down i think that's kind of the route that they might be going i mean i think we'll see based off this red murloc definitely like the whole identity kind of that they're going to be going for with murlocs mm -hmm. but I, that's my guess for the way they're going to go is just probably more protection for your murlocs with also like more summons so it's kind of keeping your guys alive and just going more of the summon route like the win yeah and i i'm still definitely in the camp of uh we need more board space too with all these summons. Like I think summons are awesome and it's been interesting seeing more of them, particularly with Kazakis. But like the fact that you fill up your board so so quickly, it, it makes it hard for like some of these summon characters to do much. Like uh like Kazakis has been really good in the meta, but sometimes you enter these awkward positions where your golems will survive when most of the time you don't want them to, or you run like multiple characters. And there ends up being anti-synergy. Like if you run any uh, battle cry, make a summon, like you're losing out with the potential damage and scaling on the Kazakus. So it's like weird anti-synergy there. And I think it's like, okay, you know, they don't have to naturally synergize with each other, but I do think six is just like a lot more limiting than seven. So I'm hoping. Yeah. When the, when the standard Hearthstone board is seven, mm -hmm. like, at least give us seven yeah and it's not even like there's any side stuff going on like if anything people were talking about wow there's so very little on the mercenaries map like mm -hmm. so they they gave us more space and then took away even more spaces it does definitely feel weird it almost sucks you almost wish that you could like stack up tokens of the same type so that you could like clear up spaces that way but i think there's way too many like eudora or nefarian like wombo combos or if you can suddenly stack up tokens where it's like too broken um but uh, is there any truth not truth but like inkling of synergy that basically battlegrounds suffers from a weirdly similar problem almost on purpose as well <laughs> like at, at what point is it like all right we're actually having all of our game modes be aggressively board restricted at a certain level um because battlegrounds like with mechs for example right like the it always felt weird to me whenever you mm -hmm. play battlegrounds and you have a ton of mechanics in the game that are like summon twelve thousand one ones, and it just <laughs> it, you summon two like there's so 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 many board states where you just don't get the full effect out of your cards and mm -hmm. that feels really weird and bad in battlegrounds i would say and you can like play around it right and it does kind of create a puzzle where it says okay if you put it on the far left and you try to summon a ton of guys like then yes that owns you so put it in a different spot and change your game plan but with mercenaries we're not really at that level yet, so we're not summoning too many, but it's always like one of the most fun parts about any summon deck is basically like, how many dudes can I get on one screen? Like how many, how many summons can I possibly summon? And right now it feels very limited. I think you're right. And Murlocs, again, just getting side soft inted by the fact that no other tribe really cares about summoning this much and Murloc is already in danger and gets hit randomly. Like that does feel bad. And yeah. this is also the first time now that we're seeing where um, before the game even starts, you can lose value because mm -hmm. before 
the max you can summon at the start of the game was three, but now with Murky summoning two, so if you go like Murky, Belinda, oh, yeah, Nukla, you can't even get your whole equipment from all of them. You'll lose one mm -hmm. guy at the start of the game. So even if you want to do something like that, you're already losing one summon just by having board yeah. space of six. Yeah, so. double battle cry, double summon on a battle cry is almost that's like really begging for like, all right, come on, give us seven. Like that, that's <laughs> the definition of each of your dudes can come with one summon, but then you give us a double summon, have room for it. That that seems like that would be pretty mm -hmm. sweet to have. Is it even like a it's not like it breaks the game or anything. It's not like they really have to deliberate intensely and be like, ooh, are the, is the community going to be pissed if we mm -hmm. give them the seventh spot on board? Is any deck suddenly broken? Like, I doubt it. Mm -hmm. I can't possibly imagine that would be the case. That, like the game meaningfully changes by giving you seven spots instead of six. Yeah, yeah I rem I remember there was a when we did the tournament about a week ago. There was a funny interaction with Kazakus and Uzao where he reduced oh, yeah. the damage on the three golems swinging Low in. Golems. So none of them died, and yeah. <laughs> and they went after another mercenary died. So they summoned. And they ended up filling the board of six. So there's only two mercenaries and four summons. And uh, the mercenary couldn't come off the bench. So yeah. it just skipped that phase. And he only had two mercenaries uh, uh, in and a play. Bunch of like, oh, yeah. wow. Three. That is like a very intense like limit testing <laughs> environment to yeah. get. Wow. I haven't heard of that at all. That, that was the spooky. first time I saw it. And I was like, <laughs> so I thought maybe, you know, you always had to have three if you could. But I guess not. It'll always, you know, if you have a summon, it's going to take the space instead. Yeah, no, it, I've I've seen that happen before too. Even outside the, the tournament, that was funny though because he was taken uh by surprise by it because the what what's it called the news out equipment lasts two turns, so he he did the golems expecting the golems to run in and die, and then because of the damage reduction, the golems just didn't die. That's funny, and they clouded up the whole board. But I think he still was able to pull it out. But that was a really funny match to uh to end up seeing um, but yeah murky's definitely an interesting character i i really i'm happy murlocs are getting more support i also would love if we could see since mechs have been such a big theme we could get some uh some mechs in mercenaries in the next big drop would be really cool especially with mechs being a major ish tribe at all in the sunken city standard environment like you mm -hmm. gotta imagine mechs are on the way for sure yeah. and i mean the one good thing is how they're saying they're going to drop a bunch now. Unlike Dragons, how we got three separate things, and I was like, okay, they're here, they're not there yet. Oh, okay, they're starting to look good, and oh, wow, they're all here now. <laughs> is if they drop, you know, a whole new tribe of like seven or eight right away, you know, you could just full dive into instead of having to wait, hey, this month we have a little, this month we have a little more. Yeah. Okay, there, we finally got the whole type and everything we need, so... That actually, that could be one upside with um, having a lot more dropped at once. Is now, hey, here's a new archetype. Boom, you have the whole thing now. Mm -hmm. you just go right for it. Yeah, no, I, I kind of like that. It also wouldn't like drag it out over so long with like with the dragon comp, where it happened to be just like back to back to back dragon releases, and so everyone was like, all right, dragons is the deck for this week or this these two weeks or this month. Like, let's just wait until the next month, and then like the dragons will go away, right? And then like, no, yep. all we got were more dragons, <laughs> and then all we got were more dragons, and so like. In a weird way, that was almost like the precursor to the like 20 Merc or 15 Merc drop, where they basically took a giant dragon drop and spread it out over the course of three months. Mm -hmm. And now maybe we'll get, yeah, these enormous like two whole tribes worth. I mean, at, at, at this point, if we are only getting Mercs every three or four months, they could give us 
seven and seven, right? Like seven mechs and seven Naga. naga. Literally, yeah, just like seven mechs, yeah. seven, seven Naga right off the bat and just hit us with that. That could, that's not off the table. That what would just guys, be absolutely insanity, but. <laughs> what do you guys think is the lowest amount like that would be acceptable for the new Merc mm. Bunch? That's like total? Question. Yeah, like for a full drop. I'm saying I would. And we're getting him three it, times a, a year. Yeah, like, so every, every major expansion. Um. Yeah. So yeah, every. Ex- yeah. I. I was thinking. I would like to see probably around fifteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. at least. That's so many mercenaries. Yeah. But I, if we think about it, if it's five a month before. No, I mean, yeah, the, the, twenty. The math is still I'm, short over what we were getting already. Yeah. So. I'm gonna say twenty. Twenty. Twenty's the minimum. <laughs> Holy moly! I mean, I would say ten is the minimum to me. Like. Anything below 10 is really, really weird. 15 is already like in my mind, 15 just goes like humans can't process that amount of information <laughs> that quickly. Like that just seems like so like just think again, like think of every drop that we've had so far and that it's been five and or and then we got hit with a rare seven. And all most of those, we either took weeks to correctly understand, weeks to correctly level up, and then in many cases, like months where misunderstandings, misperceptions were upheld throughout the community, throughout the metagame for a while, and like reactions are still slow. I mean, as a, as a community, we are still learning to play this game in its infancy. Like the players aren't even that good. Like compare mm-hmm. the average mercenary player now to five months ago compare the compare the average release mercenaries player right to now so even in six months from now or a year from now we as a community will be even better we'll be able to understand these cards faster kind of just like put build our decks faster and get through it but my god 15 mercs at once would just send us into (laughs) i mean a theory crafting just bonanza you would have to imagine for months on end which is that sounds great in theory but it certainly has to come with all sorts of sneaky host of problems, you would think. Yeah, I just think that if they're going to be spacey that more, they need to give enough of them so where it doesn't get solved very quickly is the, the mm-hmm. biggest concern. Well, um, and I think 10, even even 10, and you guys are saying like 15 and 20 minimum in some cases, like that, that seems like that would take forever. Because even if you solve it, again, Mercenaries is this weird problem where like, even if you break it, with three of the, the three of them you really figured out are the nuts and you like spent however many hours to get those ready to go. Mm-hmm. What about the what about the person that picked one of yours and two other completely different ones you didn't think about? And those were actually way sicker. And then like yeah. the number of combinations within just a drop of 15, mm-hmm. let alone the 15 applied to everything else that we have, it's just astronomical immediately. And a lot so, of stuff. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy to think about that they might actually move to that model. Like, I just hope... Yeah, I just hope they don't give us like half of them are legendaries. Like, yeah, fully, you know, put out. Like, if they do this big of a drop, mm-hmm. I feel like they could have more rares than a, like a little less epics, and then you know, few legendaries up there. Mm-hmm. Like, with this big of a drop, that's what I'm expecting. You know, say it's twenty, do like at most five legendaries. I would say, like, yeah, at yeah. The most, you know, so I'm gonna be reasonable. really surprised if they go, you know, over that limit. So. I would yeah, like that seems, that seems normal unless they give us something crazy right like by the time that these major drops are coming we could have 
major progress towards the new PVE system. It could be apparently some other change toward the tasks, but I don't think any change to the tasks would actually meaningfully change the ability to suddenly mm -hmm. get 15 mercs at once, right? So um, the new PVE system would really have to be something extra spicy that enables a 15 merc um, release like that. Maybe it's something like they are actually gated behind the PVE content, right? Like that mm -hmm. isn't impossible where say you can get access to five of the 15 that are released right away, they're in packs, you can get tasks for them, blah, blah, blah. But the new wing of the Mythic Plus raid content or whatever happens, and you have three months to be able to grind out, like get deeper and deeper into the dungeon that actually unlocks the new characters. And like then some bangers are hidden like way down there and you get a ton of tasks. Uh, and something like that, I think, is a way to make it not be ludicrous that they hit us with 15. Here you go. Have fun. Right. It seems like it's got to be split up, even if it's all legally released at once. You would I would have to imagine that there's kind of a gating mechanic like that, kind of like what we saw with the Chigi event and the Leroy event. Right. But there was like a, a little bit of a limit testing for okay, what happens when we forcibly take the player's hands off of the toy for a little while? And there were certainly upsides and downsides to that, but it was, it was tenable. It was fine. So that, to me, I think is a probably realistic way to give us 15 to 20 mercenaries every three months. It would just light the internet on fire if they just dropped them and ran away. I think part of it is they're... It's also solving one of the problems without actually changing anything within the system <laughs> where and it's not fully solving it, but it, it's making it less problematic is where we've noticed with these individual drops, the packs, it's so diluted. Right, if right, you have right, most right. of the stuff, it's hard to get stuff for the new characters. And so now if you're dropping 15, 20 characters all at once, suddenly the odds become a lot better that you're actually getting coins for a character you don't already have assuming you've been playing for a while and started maxing out characters so i think that's one of the other reasons they're doing this it's like no, we don't actually true. have to change the the game even <laughs> the though they should but this, this will fix the packs quote unquote they they say it will it will improve the the player experience at least like a a small amount and i think that it will be noticeable um when the time comes and if you're good about storing up the packs now we have a lot of time to do that and mercenaries does give you quite a few free packs if you are cool with just going through those uh last three tasks and getting those uh pack rewards and now the game like the best way i can describe it it feels like an actual game now where it's like you have a goal and i go do this i'm rewarded for doing this and then i move on to the next goal whereas before it just felt like you were throwing darts at the RNG dartboard for a stranger. And then you got to play the game for a little bit and then you had to go back and do it again. And it just, it's, it's crazy how such a relatively small and simple change really made the experience a lot more enjoyable and like, uh, uh just made it feel like an actual game. Whereas stranger, stranger hunting never felt like much of a real game. Cause that wasn't even, like the grind that was just so you could access the grind it was like absurd mm -hmm. and so it's good to see a change like that come and i i swear the whatever the next thing they do with tasks is i think it's got to be related to giving us an alternate way to finish up a character after 
you do all their tasks and obviously that isn't enough to get them all the way maxed out i think they they want to find something that's not the end game that's that kind of serves as a here's what you can do to like farm up a bit or something so you can do it a bit more dedicated because it's just very hard if you only need one set of coins from a bounty it's just it's it's kind of that same problem that the task stranger stuff had where it's like it just feels so rng you spend all this time going through the bounty and you might not even get anything useful and then that is just such a such a bad feeling that makes you just want to stop doing it entirely like mm -hmm. yeah. i, I, I mean, have the rewards track gives like the rewards track kind of gave us the precedent of by the way when you finish all the quests if you really want to keep going we'll just give you an arbitrary amount of stuff like a task change where it just says there is a task 19 where we've we've already supposedly had a data mine task or someone wit laid their eyes on a task 19 mm -hmm. screenshot it doesn't seem out of the question to just say when you finish your task 18 if you take their campfire at mysterious stranger again you get 100 coins 50 coins what mm -hmm. 100 coins is way too many 50 is 50 too many you already get 15, right? If you blow up, if you yeah. have your campfire full and you just pick a mysterious stranger and you just incinerate it, you get 15. I think it'd be fun. It was like willfully doing it. Under the new 15. rate, right? Because it's so much more yeah. rare now. Because like the 15. Yeah, oh, yeah. Coin, oh, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. Yeah. Oh, so, so yeah, 50 isn't worth fine. it at all. But 50 maybe. Um, yeah. And that could be. That, that would be a good change. That's yeah. my vote for what it might be. Like literally anything. I mean, even just giving us some more tasks to get us closer there wouldn't be a bad thing either or maybe they make them like those can be like the bit harder tasks where it's like things that are harder to accomplish but if you do it you get more coins for them or or whatever it is um but yeah they just increase the rewards is it is it just like instead they, of getting random ass coins you get that would all, go a long way a for your person you get all your coins just for them stop trolling i don't want 50 garage coins when i yeah. do my sylvanas quest like just yeah. have it because then you would actually max out a merc if you do their entire quest chain they are maxed out like is that ludicrous I mean, to ask that'd be really like, nice <laughs> that's that's for sure really? even yeah. even uh something as simple as making it so you do duplicate protection there so it's like if you have max characters you just can't get yeah. those as the random because yeah. i think the intention that's a good middle ground probably with, yeah with the random is they want you to progress multiple things of your account yeah. or rather than just this one character to encourage doing mm -hmm. and trying different stuff but then it's like it ends up feeling more punishing when it's like i just want them for the new characters because i have all the other ones done and i'm getting these coins that i can't use for characters who i've had maxed for like three months or whatever and, and but, but like even, even the people who don't like you're certainly a minority where like when you're doing a task and it's giving you random coins for somebody else that if you already have the max right that's unusual but even for the average new player like they're still doing that task even if i have no coins for anybody mm -hmm. i'm still doing that task because i want to play this dude yeah. why are you actively making me like look at my food and just get rid of some of it and like give it like push it off the table to my dog and then put some in the fridge and then i only get a little bit like what uh, that's annoying that's annoying yeah but i know that without a doubt i have certainly looked at a task that has shown up and gone eh, 
I don't really care about their coins that much, but like this is just too good a value to pass up because I get 75 coins for two random mercs in my collection that it is actually kind of worth it. So there's certainly incentives to make it, like you said, like work on a, a, a greater part of your collection. All of a sudden you'll realize like, whoa, I have 400 Jaina coins or whatever. Like I can do something with this. And, mm -hmm. and that feels cool. But I, I think they, especially as they've changed the task already to become more just like rewarding you for giving you the thing that you want. Things are starting to move closer and closer in that direction. So mm -hmm. I could see the random coins for you doing somebody's quest to to be another potential change. Yeah. Yeah. It would be Maybe big. Just like, yeah, what Zombies was saying is just duplicate protection on the random yeah, coins. Because yeah. that would go a long way too then. Mm -hmm. You know, you start maxing at someone and then it's just like, oh, hey, I only have new guys. Well, I do this. I'm always going to get it from everyone new. So mm. I feel like that would always feel good then. You know, it's like, hey, if this says 75, 75, and 50, I'm actually getting all of those coins instead of, hey, I only got the ones I need and these other two random just went to max mercs again. Especially so. if you're getting like 20 new mercs and now all of a sudden, like, okay, I've maxed it. Now it's like almost reasonable to, or more reasonable to say like, all right, everybody else is done. I've been waiting for months and months and months to be able to have these new mm -hmm. guys. Now all of a sudden, here's a ton of new ones. Every task that I do now will basically be, it's still for almost like a random part of your collection because like 20 mercs is might as well be just pick random mercs in your collection. But yeah. it's like a random merc in your collection that is already duplicate protectioned in a weird way. So like, I, I yeah, maybe that, that change could also totally line up with the, the near who knows what future, but. I yeah, because like it. it's such a, a feels bad event, and it happens to people who don't even necessarily have a lot of maxed ones. But it's just like you could have just have maxed like a few guys for your main team, and then it makes it feel even worse because you know the odds are in your favor for that not to happen. Yeah. And then it's like, boom, uh, there here's some Varden coins, or here's some local R coins, and it's like oh, the 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 one character I put all that time in already to get their coins, I'd want them for like literally anybody else, and it's just it. There's no like upside to that gameplay, and I think even when we get an extra coin fix, it's not going to be so significant that it makes getting that feel great, right? Like I don't think it's going to go from feeling insanely bad to like awesome, unless they make like a really crazy change that nobody's expecting or something. Um, because I mean, at this point, it seems like they're more likely to just change something like just introduce duplicate protection. And for everybody else that already has too many, here's something in reward. And we're going to keep going like mm -hmm. I that type of change to me is like, especially when they've gone again, like some of the devs have gone on Twitter to say, like. Yeah, I understand that everybody wants us to fix the duplicate coins, but a it's not that easy and b what does that mean to people which is it, it kind of gives us echoes of the like tournament mode where it's like okay mm -hmm. what is tournament mode for what does that mean to everybody and like what is an extra coins fix to everybody but at least to me like from looking at the on the outside in like i most people are pretty much in agreement for what an extra coins fix would be like mm -hmm. i don't think we're seeing like these weird like varied opinions about what the fix should result in unless i'm wrong basically everybody is just saying let me make these into coins for somebody else. Like mm -hmm, there's yeah. no, unless they give us right. So they kind of alluded to a new PVE content, having a mode or a functionality almost focused on maxed mercs. Mm -hmm. So if there's a kind of like a, an augment 
section where you kind of get to meaningfully like spend extra coins to buy it, like we said, like temporary buffs or permanent buffs, like a rune or something that increases an ability like that. But that's like way down the line, mm-hmm. but could be a system where, again, you don't actually have to fix a current system with the coins. You just introduce a way to use them that players of next year would go, oh, this is a normal part of the game. And old players would go, oh, cool, a way to use my coins. That sounds great, too. So obviously there are a lot of things that they can consider. And at the end of the day, we'll get it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's strange. The, the one big downside, I think, with doing it um, kind of as a, a bonus for the PvE endgame content is naturally, I think you're going to end up where obviously you have all these extra coins for characters you have maxed. I think it's going to make it harder for using some of the newer characters, even after they're not super new anymore. Like, just an example, the the difference in coins I have for, let's say, like, Anduin, because he's a launch legendary, compared to, like, let's say, Deathwing, who I maxed, like, uh, two weeks ago or something, is huge, because I probably have, like, two or 3,000 Anduin coins, and maybe, like, a hundred or two hundred Deathwing ones, so I think that puts that can put up a weird barrier of, like, hey, I really want to power my character yeah. up and stuff, but all my resources let me power up Anduin when I don't want to be using Anduin or whatever character it is, and so I think you end up with a weird, uh, it it kind of makes the problem feel worse because then it's like. Not only am I not getting enough coins for the new guys I want to level up, but now I can't even get them up quickly to the end game or whatever. So I think the end game is Galaxy Lamb Max, uh, yeah. like the, fancy pants end game. Yeah. yeah. The fix I could say to that is if they do say a new currency system, and what it is is the new currency is used to upgrade, and you use your coins, your excess coins, to change them into that currency, mm-hmm. and then you can use that currency on any of the mercs. Yeah, that could so be a say, workaround. Yeah, so say like legendaries, kind of like how we were saying before, legendary coins coins are worth more. So, you know, put in 100, maybe you get like 10, you know, it's conversion, something like that. And then like rare and epic, you know, gets way down there. But then it's for the new mercs that come in. You could just be like, hey, I have 20,000 Rokara coins. Let me exchange some of those in and then just use that new currency and then upgrade the new mercs. Something like that they could do. Yeah, I mean, that, that was basically like the like one of the original concepts is like, please just give us a, a vendor that converts mm-hmm. coins into coins. And the fact that they haven't, I mean, they they obviously didn't say like, oh, yeah, that's great. Duh. Um, <laughs> like they, they are apparently that's not satisfactory. And I don't I mean, on a certain level, I think it's just because they probably don't want to change the coins into a way where it's just like, okay, by the way, everyone that paid a ton of money in the beginning of the game just gets to get a ton of money for free later. Mm-hmm. Like they probably want to make it a system that doesn't just involve the the dream outcome for everybody, right? Like that is yeah. what we would all want, but that's obviously not what Blizzard wants. Like you'd rather tie it into some kind of other system, like you said, or the, whatever this new PVE is. Um, but like what Zombies is saying, like, that change would also have to be something that could take into account the fact that you have 2,000 extra Anduin coins and 200 extra Deathwing coins. Is your extra coin system actually going to be able to let you burn 2,000? Like, 
unless it's something like a temporary buff. And that's the only thing that makes sense to me where it's like, mm -hmm. okay, the new PVE involves like speed running in some way. So you can give your Anduin a Valera buff for 50 extra coins. You can buy that buff for a run or something like that, right? Like, so like weird stuff like that where it's like, okay, it's, it's just a pile of resources that you get to use in a new way. But if it's something like permanently affect your character, what is everyone just going to have like a, an absolutely like a mecha Anduin as soon as this new thing comes out and everyone just gets to rip their coins. Like again, maybe, maybe that's a cool way to buff all the old characters. Well, all of a sudden, yeah, like the OGs that you have extra coins of get more sick right away. The, the original classic characters that have been thrown down in this war for longer. They get, rewarded for that right like so i don't know obviously as always there are just an infinity series of really cool and very seemingly doable options um they are certainly battling behind the scenes to figure out which one will be good yeah there's there's a lot of different ways they can go with it and personally i hope they can eventually figure out um just a more broad use for them that just you know make it like the dusting system where it feels like no matter what I'm getting, I'm getting at least something useful in some way. Like, it, if it's not useful for that one character, or I don't care about that one character, um, it'd be great if there was just something else that could be used. And I think it could be definitely useful in, like, a uh, a generated, uh, procedurally generated, like, endgame system where you just keep running through bounties and they get progressively harder and that kind of stuff but we'll have to wait and see hopefully we will get news on the pve st stuff sooner rather than later maybe that's something they would try and uh, coincide with one of the the big drops i imagine they want to like do it all at once and then the in-between stuff is more like events or like balancing stuff because they said maybe we're going to see more of that um i think that's also a good segue to talk about some of the the buffs and and whatnot and you know the impact that they've had uh trigor continues to be everywhere <laughs> he he really has kind of flipped the meta on its head and i think he's kind of in a lot of ways almost like the new valera um ironically you have seen a bit less valera because of trigor but he's also very good with Valera. So <laughs> you see him with her as well. So we've seen that happen uh, multiple times before, you know, when when this new crazy unit comes out and then it's like, oh, is it going to be better than Valera? And then it's like, well, it turns out it's just good with Valera. <laughs> and I don't think the uh, the kind of small buffs we saw to give some abilities or move stealth have really contributed very much in terms of uh like slowing down or stopping what Valyria is trying to do with stealth um it just hasn't seemed like you know i i've seen like a fringe case scenario once or twice where it's like oh that was kind of good but it's like it it's not nearly consistent enough to make the character much worse at all really in my opinion uh, what would you guys think about that? Have have you seen too much of that? Like, I, I think the only... I mean, I haven't even seen much Ragnaros, which is the one I expected to see the most mm -hmm. because of the changes to Frost. There's There's been not as much Frost running around and definitely less, like, Cold Snap-focused ones. So 
Rag hasn't been. I haven't seen Rag in like quite a few games. Yeah, it's hard being I, a red merc right now too. Yeah, I was if, actually... if people are targeting anything, mm-hmm. it's a Trigor, yeah. which is a Rag, and you're just dying. It's true. I actually had some fun uh, mean games with fire with um oh really gg ragnaros and uh baron geddon with oh. the baron geddon equipment with the more damage oh the other ability. buff one right yeah so i did that with gg and then ragnaros is actually fire damage equipment and oh wow it's, <laughs> it's actually been a lot of fun not too great yeah <laughs> but, you know it, it's a fun go- comp to play when it, you know yeah when it pulls off because then, especially actually against Trigors, it does decent because you can kill it in one turn. Oh, nice. And then Chi-Chi actually hits very hard with that uh, Ragnaros. The um, fire, plus three fire yeah. damage. <laughs> yes, because it's 17 and then doubled, and it's at three speed. Yeah, that's so, pretty good. That's uh, yeah. pretty scary. Yeah, and then actually with the fire speed buff, I wish it was at least like two faster. I think yeah, it would one have yeah, a lot. Yeah, one faster so yeah. little. Like two, I think, definitely would be a bit more reasonable like mm-hmm. it's just such a huge difference we've seen that on like multiple equipments where it's like the ones that impact by slowing by two or speeding up by two it's like so much more than by one like yeah. it's, it's it's just a big big difference and i think that's been another interesting thing about the varden change is you can't plan what your opponent is going to be slowed down and how much they're going to be slowed down because like before you always knew that consistent oh, well they're two speeds slower now one of their things might be four or six speeds slower but none of the other ones are slow at all and that that really it's crazy how such relatively simple changes really make the character play differently and ha- make you have to like think a lot differently about how your play with them goes like it, it it's hugely different um, and I think mm-hmm. we've definitely seen lef- less Varden, I think, because of that. Um, I don't think the character's worse. You know, I think it was definitely a nerf, but still a powerful character. But And we talked about this last time. It, I think it's really great that they have all these different abilities they can uh, adjust and change. And it's like, it's not limited to, oh, we'll bump it up a mana cost, or, or we'll, we'll just completely gut it. You know, give mm-hmm. your... Uh, give your mercenaries plus one attack <laughs> um <laughs> like the the old uh war song nerf yeah right <laughs> um but yeah, i think Varden Var- gives all your mercenaries charge now yeah <laughs> i think Varden was a good precedent and i hope we can see them i think use that a little bit more regularly for when a character uh kind of limits more of the interactions and the strategies you can do in the game like I think if you tone down Lokalar and Valera, as well as I think pull Trigor back a bit, like I think the buff was a good idea, and I think he's made some positive changes to the meta. But I did think they they pushed him a little bit too far, and it wouldn't be unreasonable to pull him back a bit where he's still playable and still strong, but not quite where he is right now because I think he really is. Uh, is dominating in a way that feels very similar to uh to kind of the Valera comps before where it's like if I'm pressing that Q button most of the time I'm expecting to run into a Trigor comp whether that be 
Diablo, Valera, Beasts, Dragons. Trigor is going to be hanging out there. And Kazakus has kind of become his BFF and one of the mainstays of many of the Trigor comps. And Kazakus has just, I mean, Kazakus was already good, but I think Kazakus has done really well in this kind of uh, Trigor focused meta as just has good synergy with Trigor, whether you're doing the small golems or you're doing the big golem to give taunt. Like, it just works out really well, and getting that plus four, plus four battle cry when he enters, just, it, the Trigor gets out of hand really fast. And the fact that Trigor's attack stays, and um, you can do it at one speed every turn, is just insane. Um, so, I think nobody's really surprised that uh, that Trigor is kind of taken over and stuff, and it feels like with there's really only a handful of things you can do to directly counter him. Like, I know you were mentioning the double blues and fire wizard beast. Um, like, I did some nature stuff where it was like, it turns out that Guff has a lot of blue burst damage, right? You're hitting him for 14 back, twice. Yeah, so it's like over 50 damage, and you can kill it on turn one. But the problem is... Uh, you lose to most stuff that's not Trigor. And it's kind of similar for the, the Shadow Valera or maybe even like Shadow Samuro if that's still around. Where it's like, yeah, this can kind of beat the Trigor comp, but then like if you run into like almost literally anything else, you're just not going to have a good time. And I think it makes things a bit too uh, rock, paper, scissors y when it's, when it's kind of like that. Um, where it feels like you're more playing the game of did I run into the right matchup rather than did like I play well and and do good plays to like get the win um and then it encourages more of the the counter queuing problems which we've talked about before um, so that's that's definitely something to be weary of but I do hope we get more buffs and potential rework soon you know they did say that that is on the table for regular patches and something we can expect. So I'm hoping that, you know, in a week or two when we get the the first big set of, you know, any nerfs they're doing for the new cards, it would be great to see, hey, we're going to throw some more uh, buffs on some of these mercs that aren't seeing play. Like, I'm still holding out hope for some uh, murloc buffs. I would love to see just, just like, mer turning up Murgle a bit, like, make him yeah, a bit none more of them got buffed, huh? yeah none of them got buffed in this this balance patch and like even mutanus i think mutanus is a really cool mercenary that just needs like a little bit more in terms of offensive capability like make his attack a bit better or make that like weird eat one of your guys uh, yeah, ability be better yeah like it just do something Power. to it to make him a little bit more busted um and they've shown they're willing to do like these these smaller tweaks because we got some of those in the last wave of buffs, and I think it's a net positive for like everyone generally. Like, I want to have more of the characters I spent time working on be playable characters. Like that that's a good thing. Um, and Demons. <laughs> yeah, I think unfortunately demons are going to be like one of the left out tribes because we don't also really summon heavy tribe. Just True. like Warlocks, kind of, kind of getting the short end of the stick. Yeah, it is. It is funny to see that how we did get all this summon support, but 
not in the tribes that had really supported it prior, right? Like, I guess in Murky, we're kind of getting some. I think that the battle cry for summoning two 10-10 Murlocs could be really cool, but we just need, I think Murlocs need a bit more in the way of, like, payoff, too. Like, yeah, you have ways of summoning them, and, you know, like, you have a lot of Murlocs. Like, we need, like, a, a Murloc war leader or something that's just, like, boom, all your Murlocs suddenly have, like, a bunch of attack. Or they're suddenly I, way harder to kill, or, or something. That was actually one of the one of the honorable mentions for the giveaway for the custom mercenaries. I'm not sure if we actually fully mentioned it or not, but I'm going to give it another semi honorable mention. But I remember talking about it. Maybe it was just on stream mm-hmm. that um, someone designed a Neptilon that was basically like a Murloc lord, mm-hmm. and that type of effect. I think like for some of the tribes, I mean, especially Murlocs, right, where they're like a quote unquote 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 like lesser species, where they're like they they're very much so designed to have like a king that could mm-hmm. be over all of them. I mean, like King Bagurgle or whatever, right? But like some almost something that tends to be like out of tribe, but supports aggressively one tribe in particular. So it itself isn't a Murloc, but is like a Nazoth for Murlocs, right? Or something crazy like that. So I think that would be a pretty cool way, like you're saying, like a a Murloc war leader style card um, that would also let it be like pushed outside of the Murloc realm. Like it wouldn't mm-hmm. have to have some of the same Murloc keywords to kind of hold them down or like force their design space, but instead you just get to design a Merc that is juice up your murloc folk and it, we don't even have a legendary murloc yet right like we're literally it, they don't have oh, yeah huh what could be a fancy pants murloc card so we're I almost think about certainly that. gonna get a protector legendary murloc or i mean it's, they said that a red murloc is coming it's probably gonna be legendary then is it just straight up king Bagurgle? is it gonna be finley i think it's gotta uh, be finley it, it just lines up too well you know uh, but i think we'll get more i think uh, i really do believe we're going to get another event and i think finley is just a natural fit for an event yeah. that's themed around this one no, that's so true yeah, and and whatnot but it's going to be interesting because i guess if you think about it they don't really have to give us any new bounties for an event either like i think that's something they're also going to save for those big merc drops because they want to mm-hmm. time it where it's like uh you get all the new bounties and then you can use those bounties for coins for the new guys because if they're dropping a lot of new ones sure, they'll have a lot right, more right, options right. And we finally saw they're starting to take that approach in the last set of bounties. So I think, especially if that was something that was developed like a while ago, it feels like, you know, they learned from that. And I could continue to see them like doing that in the future where it's like, oh, we're dropping all these mercs, but we're dropping these bounties with them. And all these bounties mm-hmm. will be beneficial for all the new guys. And that, like, it felt so good last time, just when even you had like two of the three uh, be new characters. So if you had like a few bounties where it's like all new characters, I think uh, the players would really enjoy that and it'd make for the content being a lot more engaging for like PvE stuff. And they did say supposedly they're going to keep doing bounties and those zones as well as the new PvE content. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But they said it's not like it's going to replace it, right? Like it's not like no more bounties, we finished Alterac Valley, now it's time to go to somewhere else forever. Um, mm-hmm. So they will presumably be continuing to release those simultaneously. So I think that's on the nose that they'll probably just because especially when the equipment. I mean, I, who knows? Mm-hmm. But how is that going to work though? If they give us fifteen new mercenaries, 
they'll probably double up on uh like you get two heroic equipments per because they did that before on um in one of the 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 last few bounties right like the kazaki yeah i think they had a few that were doubled up yeah they would they would put two to a thing because there weren't enough for everybody to get one yeah so and we saw with murky they just made it the one where you have to go back and do the one where they added his coins to, so the one in Blackrock, um, which was kind of interesting. So they'd probably just do the same thing for whatever the next event is we get. Mm-hmm. They'd probably just pick no, the bounty awesome. and be like, all right, this is giving us Finley coins now, and yeah. you go here for his item. I broke equipment, yeah. <laughs> so, which I think is kind of nice that they're at least, you know, going back to the bounties that we don't use anymore. Yeah. Just also kind of as we've seen in the events themselves, having us go back constantly and do like three or four of the bounties that we've ran maybe one time and then kind of forgot about. So, yeah, I think that's a good way to recycle some of the old stuff. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I'd like to see more of that. Like, I I would love more regular events like that because I I think that's definitely some of the most fun I've had in PvE is Mm -hmm. having a reason to go do these different bounties. And have it be a bit of a challenge or having to think like I have to use an unconventional or a comp I wouldn't normally think to use. Um, whereas normally I'm just like, all right, I'll throw my fire comp in and it'll beat pretty much anything most of the time. And that's great. But I, I like the additional bit of challenge. But it's interesting having also done a little bit with this like free to play account now. It's such a different experience when you only have like a few characters that are leveled up. And even your characters that are leveled don't have like many high skill or high uh, level abilities. And it's just like, wow, it, it plays so, so differently. It's yeah. like, it's so it's interesting getting to, uh, I haven't been putting like a ton of time into it. I've just been doing it kind of casually here and there. Training grounds is so, so clutch in that. It's like, mm-hmm. even though obviously it's not getting my characters items and skills leveled up, just the fact that I don't have to get like all these other characters from like level one to level thirty, just letting them like leech EXP in the party with the mm. the auto EXP share, it's really nice. So yeah. and also kind of makes the characters that just straight up attack mm-hmm. better. It does. Hundred percent. You actually don't have to level up their spell. All of a sudden, you can have a thirteen attack dude, and that's just one v nining your heroic yeah. one point four or whatever exactly so, or your normal one point four or normal one point one so that, that's kind of cool it's, that's interesting and that's why Valyria has been like soloing yeah. yeah like I got her as my first legendary and you just have to upgrade her first ability once or twice to get a little more attack and level her up and it's like boom like you're hitting for a lot of damage um and I think that's definitely a great strategy it's like see what you get in those handful of packs that the game gives you uh, for just completing bounties and stuff and then pick like one or two characters out of what you have to kind of like okay this character works without me having to like level their skills up a ton I'll work on them then use them to like get more characters and, and more coins and eventually expand from there that's kind of the strategy I've been doing and the stranger change is just so yeah, so huge insanely good for new and like free-to-play accounts yeah. my god i couldn't even imagine that 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 type of change we haven't talked about it yet but that's the type of change that literally makes people able to play on another region or mm-hmm. able to start like like i would never in a million years have considered 
trying legitimately to start another account but some people did right some people actually went crazy mm -hmm. and like tried to double leaderboard it and stuff and like props to them that's a cool challenge that was completed when it was hard but now when you can just insta level up your mercs from level one to 30 and just get a mysterious stranger like once and in the early game the stranger drop rate for like your level 12s mm -hmm. is probably really good and so on your first run through your content, your PVE content, you must just get every single quest line you want. That must be so nice. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You know, it's really just the, the impact of it makes it much more straightforward in terms of progressing your character. And obviously it won't get you max or whatever, but we'll get you most of your abilities and like maybe most one item leveled up. And really, if you're just trying to try out PVP, like that's, all you really need like yeah it's great if you can get have it all max but not everyone does have that all the time and they can still do well and perform with without that um as long as you get the abilities up a bit and it, it just makes it feel like a real game <laughs> like like it's like i have a set goal and also the other nice thing is it becomes easy to line up tasks with each other so it's like, oh, I have to go do four heroic bounties. Well, I also have to do that for three other characters. So instead of me going to do 12 bounties, I just do four with all of them in my party, and I'm all set. And it's also a great feeling where when you finish multiple characters at the same time for the day, it's like, awesome. I just got yeah, like... Four blue things instead of one blue thing to click on. <laughs> and the big thing is like the packs at the end, right? You're getting three True. packs each at the end of those tasks. So if you complete like four guys, that's like 12 packs. It's Christmas. Uh, yeah, it's like a bunch of packs, especially if you don't want to spend any money in the mode. It's like this is how I'm going to grind up. Like I think it's a lot more feasible in this game to just go hardcore grinding on your PvE stuff and get everything than uh, it would be in like standard or constructed and stuff because yeah. in those formats you ha you do have to you're one you're limited by like your, your quests in terms of how much like resources you can generate whereas in mercenaries technically yeah there's a limit like uh, eventually you'll run out of tasks but mm -hmm. I've been playing since launch and I I am still quite a ways away from that you know yeah. the, we have some people who went absolutely hard and even when the stranger was bad they they farmed out all task 18s i didn't have the the, the willpower to do that once i got a character to task seven need to. and i like, was maxed like yeah. it's just for the packs and some yeah. of those some of those tasks are a real big pain like the easy ones it's fine but like there's some that's like i oh, use the this cookie yeah, oh my god, old cookie with like over a hundred beasts. There was uh there was one where it's like you have to get a kill with this ability that's like bad and has two cooldown. And it's like seventy Kills times or fifty times. Battle. Yeah, the Sylvanas ones are notoriously bad. Like mm -hmm. there's just some they throw in there that's like, who the hell picked these numbers? Like why are they doing this to us? Like and, and some of them are so easy by comparison. It's just like yeah. uh so that 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 can be kind of funny like one will sometimes i'll be like on like task like 15 with most of the things and then i'll just have one chilling still at task 10 or whatever because it's been more of a pain to get that one done but luckily they're relatively few and far between and definitely if you're trying to keep things fully free to play that's the way to do it like just like get your abilities up farm your coins a bit and then just like 
go through all your your tasks for that character and by the time you get to the end of it you should have like enough skills or enough coins where their skills can be usable at the least in pve um because it's hard like some of those early game pve things are actually like kind of hard when you have really not leveled up characters and the game doesn't give you much in the way of coins at the beginning it really like that that's one thing i noticed is like it, it feels like the progression rate in terms of like actually leveling your characters on my eu account it has felt very very slow because i haven't done much like dedicated farming um but it, it's just it's it's weird because i'm i'm getting to that point where it's like i'm out of like the second area going into the third and just some of these things are just like absolutely destroying me. It's like, wow, I did not expect this. <laughs> but I haven't put winter, a... like into going into winter spring or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I do remember that being like, oh, okay, these can be these can hurt now. Which which that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it gives you some insight into uh why the the guides for some of the stuff are popular. Cause like when you're working with a, a more limited collection, it can be very challenging. So Shout out to uh, Old Guardian with those uh, those PVE guides. He always has like a bunch of good budget options, so you can kind of get it done, even if you don't have like all the the characters you would normally think you would need. Because some of them really are like harder than I thought they would be. Because I haven't put a ton of time into the account. I just have a few level thirty characters, whatever, and. Kazakus has been really OP though. In uh, low level Kazakus, you just have to upgrade his golem once, and you can make like a ten ten with taunt, and that's been pretty powerful. Early on, so I've been liking him a lot as like a, a budget rare that's just really strong. Because the rares, you know, most of them you can farm up, but that's another kind of downside with how they did the the coins and tying them to bounties is a lot of the newer characters their coins are locked behind bounties that i'm right. nowhere near getting That's so it's like kind of frustrating because like i have kazakis but outside of his tasks and maybe one one farming or whatever i don't really have a way to aim for kazakis coins because all his ones are in bounties that i'm nowhere even close to unlocking like i thought i was gonna go get the leroy event done that's why i made the eu account and it was like a week before the event ended and I realized the first task, because I was like, oh, you only need level two or task two to uh, uh, of the event to get Leroy. Well, task one involves doing the bounty in like one of the last areas. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and I was like, I could just go hard and grind through this and get there really fast. No, <laughs> like <laughs> you're not. It, I mean, it's, on, hard. it's hard. Honestly, that, that makes it. Maybe they are kind of like finally just doubling down a little bit more with all these changes too and being like people I wouldn't be surprised if they don't even expect people to grind the bounty to aim for coins. Like now with this mysterious stranger change, it really feels like they are saying you get your coins by doing your tasks. You get a you get a little stash of goodies at the end of doing your bounty. But we don't even really expect you to run like by taking by making Mysterious Stranger even harder to get, but better to actually reward you with. 
it seems like they are taking the incentive off of doing bounties in order to do and like to get your coins, which is again why I feel like if they change Mysterious Stranger again, if they change the tasks one more time so that truly just if you fully complete their quest chain, you have a maxed out Merc. You can do that quest chain as you continue to go through the bounties or in PvP. You don't need to go back, like stop going back. Like we know they are, mm -hmm. they almost weren't even made to go back on. Yes, they're procedurally generated so that when you have to do them multiple times in a row, like if you fail, it's not just like, okay, memorize the little, memorize the order to go, right? Like, so that gets rid of that, but it's not really procedurally generated so that you can run it ad infinitum. And maybe they are kind of pushing us away from that because we just were so familiar with that because that's all we had. But yeah. Once we come out of like coin poverty, hopefully in the near future, then um, maybe that feels bad moment will kind of fade away. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting to uh, to think about. I think uh, a great possible thing they could do would be if after task eighteen, maybe make it so it's like tasks were a bit more passive, like an achievement type thing, like. It'd be harder to get, but it wouldn't take up a slot in the campfire. And then, you know, once you did, like, slay 100 enemies or something that would be longer, but you'd get, like, a bigger reward for it. So it could give you, like, an incentive to, you know, mm -hmm. use the character more in PvE and PvP. And then by using it more, you'll eventually get, like, a big coin drop or something to help you finish out that maxing, potentially. Um, yeah, it's just like one super super task afterwards. It's just like exactly, yeah, that I mean, kind would of would even be that crazy if it was literally like super task max this merc. Like what? However many coins you have left, whatever that number is, it just completes it. Like that could be. I mean, that could totally be a thing. Like because if you okay. think about it, if and if it was a prerequisite to already have the eighteen tasks done. That's already yeah. like two thirds of the way there, so it's not like mm. you're giving them something from like absolute zero. No. Um, yeah. So I think that could be a reasonable thing where it's like, like a mastery type thing where it's like, all right, I, I completed all the tasks and then I did all the mastery stuff. So now I, just if there was a way yeah. to make it, it feels like like an accomplishment, like you earned that plus one plus five rather than I, I spent a thousand dollars and got lucky with some coins. <laughs> Or I, I farmed this bounty for a hundred hours or something. Yeah. I mean, the la that farming it for a hundred hours is earning it. Like mm -hmm. that, that, is, that is, in a certain sense, having a max character in the early days, right? Especially mm -hmm. even in these six months, like when someone has a maxed merc, that still means that they're playing. A oh yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of mercenaries, and like most players don't have a ton of max mercs, and most new players will certainly not know that at all. I think it's more about just making the experience feel earned because you're right. You right. know, it's definitely yeah. earned. It's more about like, I don't feel proud of the amount of hours I put into <laughs> one, one, like grinding out some problem, of these yeah. characters, you know, it's, it's like, I wish I was having like, that's the, the thing that really opened my eyes with the stranger change is I didn't realize how much it wasn't feeling like a game until it started feeling like a game mm. in better ways. And I think the stranger change, like, I think that's why so many people have interest again and have been coming back is because like, wow, they actually made one of the more tedious parts of the game, you know, grinding it feel, they gamified it better and made it feel like a system that's more satisfying and goal oriented. 
And that's something I've said from the beginning is like, I like grindy games, but the reason I enjoy a grindy game is because of that payoff, that satisfying at that. I may be grinding for five, 10, 20, however many hours at the end of that grind. It's it's the payoff is satisfying enough that I'm willing to keep going and do it again and, and stick with it. Um, and I, I think the potential for mercenaries definitely gave a bit of that feeling, but the actual gameplay itself, um, especially in PVE stuff, which is where you had to do most of your character grinding. Uh, it just didn't have that sense of accomplishment, um, for like the amount of time that was required. Cause it wasn't like you were having all this fun farming one, one it's like, all right, I'm going to press this button mindlessly and this content provides a negative amount of challenge but it just happens to be the most effective so if i don't want to waste my own time um and i want to get this done so i can go do all this pvp stuff it's the way people are going to end up doing it and it's it if they could change that in a meaningful way where it's like I, i'm actually having fun doing the new bounties or or whatever it is where it's like i'm engaging with content that actually makes me think about the game and make it feel like more of a game rather than just like i could set up an auto clicker to do this and it would effectively be the exact same thing like it's like the the human input here is not uh currently very much required of you which i think that makes for a bad gameplay experience like give us an auto farmer at that point where it's like like the like the training grounds but like yeah literally right but make it where you can get like 10 coins an hour or something or five coins an hour or whatever, uh, just like throw two marks in or, or some passive system where you can generate resources. We go a really long way, even if it's only limited, like so only a character can only get so much from it or whatever. I, I think they're just alternate paths they could explore to make mm -hmm. it feel a bit better. Like, well, that's, that's why I was happy with um, undead Anixia. Mm -hmm. because yeah it was great from that and that was actually yeah it was great having a farm of doing that instead of doing the new content and everything because you know it wasn't super hard but it wasn't you know like you're saying one one where you only spam this button mm -hmm. so I, I did enjoy actually farming on that new bounty because it did have a lot of the new mercenary for the random tokens that you'd get from the bounty so i really enjoyed um doing that so i'm hoping you know these new bounties that eventually they come out with will be like this have at least two you know three of them that would be great i think yeah and forward. i think they're gonna have learned from that experience for sure because i think everybody there's like so much universal praise for like wow it actually feels good because before that like it just never happened that we'd get uh, like it would be all the new mercenaries they'd throw one of them in one of the new bounties and then two old ones most of the time it, it it just it made it so you were gambling for it every time and you couldn't I couldn't even be like hey I went and did this bounty bounty for X hours because I might get a totally different amount than somebody else in that same time period even if we're using the same comp and stuff whereas with this it's like it felt like more focused farming and I think they're going to have seen that positive feedback and when they drop a bunch of new mercenaries they'll have those new characters that can they can throw in all the bounties and i think that's another way of kind of doing what we're asking for in terms of making the content more engaging and making it feel more like a a game um like that 
that made me feel that made me have fun with the bounties because I felt like I was being rewarded for the time and effort I was putting into it. And even though they weren't incredibly hard, it was still, I had to engage and think about those fights more than I did when I was just going, okay, one, one, just tap button one and go through it autopilot. Don't even have to look at the screen. So I, I liked that a lot. And I think it's reasonable to think that when we do get this bigger mercenary drop that we could see something like that. Um, and I think they're definitely, in my mind, they're going to pick two out of the three tribes, right? Like, I think Murlocs is a given. Murlocs is just, like, set in stone, right? Like, they're, they're, they've got to they've gotta do more Murlocs. But I'm curious, I think they're going to do a new tribe, but I wonder if they're going to go the mech route or the Naga route, because I know Battlegrounds is getting Nagas, um, and they're already, like, such a core part and theme of this expansion and they've been so much fun to play like i've loved the uh i've been playing a ton of mage um just all different kinds of uh mage decks and both uh the queen and the new mage legendary have just been so much fun to mm-hmm. play with i could 100 percent see them being like Ooh, yeah, ca- queen sorcerers yeah. yeah in in uh or casters rather in uh mercenaries like they would just fit super duper well and Nagas could be like an interesting tribe because they could be more like caster oriented, like how they specified certain tribes are like more like you said, Murlocs are more fighter and caster and a few others where eventually all these uh, different tribes will have a character in every role, but it was explained how some tribes are definitely going to lean more on, uh, certain roles than others and i think that's good it gives them kind of a sense of identity and i think it can also enable some of the stuff we've seen where you'll get a character in a tribe who it feels like they're acting a bit outside their tribe and i really like that type of stuff like rogers is a great example of that one of the casters that can actually physically attack and it just it makes the character definitely stand out and like you can put rogers in roles where you normally wouldn't I uh, want to put a, uh, like a, a fighter, right? But it works out, and then you, you get a lot of benefit from it. So I really like that kind of uh, unique design, and I hope we can see more of that. Um, I was curious, did we have any thoughts about what Murky might go into, or if there's a, a build you're excited to try out with Murky once we've got our farming done with him? Like, he's so... Um. He's like a really interesting character, but he's hard to like analyze to me, like <laughs> like where he goes. I was thinking about just trying out maybe just Murloc nature, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of like a lot of his keywords. A lot of the what is that three Murlocs that have nature abilities now? I think it's yeah, Cookie, yeah, Murky, Cookie, and Merkle, right? Yeah, I think they do all have uh, nature focused abilities. You could throw them with Malf or something, or Brucon. And... Yeah, I was thinking of maybe doing like a Murgle, um, Murky, and I'm forgetting the other. What's the good green Murloc? Uh, oh, maybe... Old Murkai, yeah. Yeah, Murkai's Murkai sweet. As an opener. I really like, like that. Yeah, I think like something like that could maybe try and be good. Do that opener. And then, like, you know, if you need a big heal on them all, drop in Malf. Um, 
or if you need like a high damage coming in, then Brucon off the bench with Chain Lightning is always good. And then Cookies, you know, just another mm-hmm. great person to give everyone more life come off the bench. And then, you know, if you do have your Murloc summons and you get a good snipe, then, you know, you're giving a lot of health to everyone. So, you know, you get another plus 15 on those other Murlocs that are already summoned. So something kind of like that. I'm going to definitely try it out once I get a uh, Murky up. But yeah, because of the task bug, I haven't farmed him at all. Yeah, I think we're all in that boat, and it just got resolved today as of recording this, so uh, we'll probably see people get to farming him today and over the weekend and stuff, and then I expect to see people trying him out in builds early next week, hopefully. Um, That's what I'm going to aim for. I do think it would be really cool to see if... uh, I was thinking about maybe a build with Kazakis, where it's it's another kind of summon-focused build, Sylvanas backline, but... You do get those two Murlocs that are coming in at 10 tens, which I think are powerful, and then you could give them that additional plus four from Kazakis. And that's a lot of stats on the board. Like, oh, I like that. Yeah. And um, think think about this like, you're, uh, it, it could, uh, what's it like, you're, you're spacing things out, um, mm-hmm. in an interesting way with like, I imagine they're going to summon next to him. Um, so that could like, well, I guess I was thinking about with Trigor, but probably wouldn't want Trigor in a comp like that because of the spacing. Um, but I think his swap ability in the Divine Shield could maybe enable some ways to play around the Trigor and the Trigor damage. Yeah. Wait, do we know what speed the summons act for the Numerox? Um, Murky? I, what are they called again? I don't know. It just says ten ten Murloc, so I imagine they're yeah. the same as the other ones that get summoned. Probably five or seven. So five or they yeah. are slower. I'm pretty sure. Okay. The only the other bad thing I also noticed though is if they are both ten tens, if you reverse another Murloc tribe and they have a cookie, that's a snipe turn one. Yeah. Right off the bat, the Murloc mirror breaker. Yep. Opens I mean, you pump it, pump it up a little bit, and you're chilling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my my instincts for murky, or if I had to build a murky deck, I would probably, I would want to start making up for the fact that murky plus murky is enough murloc support to get finvasion good enough. I think, and so I would want to do basically like mur like old murky really wants you to be able to have triple murloc, so you get you send in three different mercs in when you mm-hmm. say, all right, we're all going to attack with finvasion. Now that you have another 20 worth of stats already, I think you don't need to play triple Murloc. So I would want to look at things like old Murkai, Murky, and then something, whether it's Trigor for meta stuff, whether it's. I could honestly I mean, you see play with the Mortal, obviously, right? Like, but I think that Kazakis could be. I mean, the, the plus four plus four is nice. I mean, that is definitely very powerful. You're probably then forced into not summoning the six six or the uh like the rush guys anymore yeah that is true run into issue like board space problems but so you just make can you actually, big taunts though uh, yeah, like you make a 2020 taunt like that's pretty good legit yeah um maybe you just even like can put the probably don't want like a zex on the bench but um yeah I, I would definitely start looking towards things like maybe that you just don't even have the sylvanas on the bench right and you just have old merc guy murky and then something that can then go into a combo bench um but that little like two pieces now i would say the most powerful two murloc combo that we've had yet by like a lot a lot 
Definitely. So I would start with that, but then not play Murlocs throughout yeah, the Yeah, don't go too like, all keep, in. Keep a Murloc opener, yeah, and then have a powerful bench with like a flex or a, just an alternate opener third position that you can swap in various things for, whether it's Frost or Shadow or Dragons. Or, or even like Cookie could be on the bench, but he's not there purely for your Murloc synergy, right? Like you get yeah. like multiple, multiple benefits and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it is a lot of damage if you think about it. Like let's say you have Kazakus and Murkai. Kazakus gets Murkai to 15 attack. The equipment gives him another 8. So that's that's 23. And then if you attack and swing the other Murlocs in, those summons would be 14, 14. 14. So that's another 28. And then you slam in Murky as well. So that's like, that's a lot of potential damage from just the two Murlocs Mm -hmm. and his summons, right? And then you are kind of locked in a little bit on Kazakus. But I think that's fine most of the time, just summoning that big taunt, especially if like, fighting stuff stays relevant and whatnot yeah like i think it's fine having this big taunt that's soaking up damage and you don't care if it dies because it's just a a summon and then it's filling the sylvanas for later on so that'll be an interesting direction to see with you do probably want to be able to play like the the fact that you can get the two attacks out of your Murloc out of those summoner Murlocs will be really important. Like to mm-hmm. be able to get the Finvasion bump and then their physical attack afterwards. So yeah, maybe the can double is up. too important to give it plus four because if it just dies, like a lot of Mercs have retaliation damage that will kill a ten ten. If it doesn't, maybe you start playing something like I don't know, uh, Galvangar, mm-hmm. right? And you can go with the Galvangar equipment triple fighter openers that can just do who knows what depending on like all different kinds of wombo combos anti-healing so i don't know definitely some interesting things to think about but yeah i would i would start looking at can you get your murloc summons to finvasion and then attack if you can that's probably a pretty good foundation for a murloc deck looking forward that has four open spots to still fill that in with almost whatever you want including another opener so um some some cool cool angles already for murky definitely yeah um i do think the one thing that the murlocs are going to struggle with is because they are so uh fighter based and because even though cookie's great he's not really a big damage dealer himself i do think yeah they're going to have trouble in this trigor focus meta where like the the nice thing is um, the just Divine Shield <laughs> definitely helps a bit. And yeah, maybe you can just full send at Trigor, but so many of the comps seem to have ways of kind of protecting him. Um, that does get to be a little bit tricky. So I think the Murlocs are going to have a little bit of a tough time, but I'm definitely excited to experiment with Murky and see if there's any comp that, you know, maybe he can work in. I think that swapping around ability is one of those weird abilities that you can never fully understand until you actually play around with it, kind of like Eudora and her cannons. And it's just, it's such a a weird thing, especially with positioning being so uh, different in this game, depending on like the matchup. Sometimes positioning doesn't matter at all. And sometimes it's like the difference between winning and losing. So it's, it's definitely, that's one thing I'm curious to see if we see more expansion on over time is like uh, positioning matters. Cause I think the positioning in this game is awesome but there's so many times it like doesn't come up at all and then so you're used to not thinking about it a whole ton and then it's relevant it's like oh like i i didn't put my blue on the left and now there's an illidan coming in off the bench 
And so I think there's a lot of cool design space they could explore there. But um, we are going to start to wrap it up here. Uh, we do have a interesting end question for this week. So the the big thing from last patch for sure was the buffs, right? The buffs and the reworked Varden. And I think generally the buffs have been pretty well received. I think we can all agree Trigor may have been pushed a little bit over the top and might might need a bit of reeling back in because like, you know, there are a few things that can go out of their way to counter Trigor himself, but I think the comps that are most powerful with him are just have so many individually powerful units that when they're synergizing on top of that, it just gets to be like too much. Kind of like what was the case with like the previous Frost build, where it's like all the Frost units were good and and whatnot. And but together they just reached like this critical mass. And I think Trigor is just like doing that almost entirely on his own just because his new ability buffed ability synergizes so well with so many of the other things in the game and we could also see a change like with Brucon, where i think it's very likely they're going to change it where if you kill trigor and hit other stuff at the same time it probably won't proc like i think that's that's something they could change without even like nerfing him like and that would be a pretty significant impact because it really does punish aoe pretty heavily but I'm curious to what we think would be candidates for more buffs. Um, if we do end up getting more regular changes, I think, you know, they've even said before introducing new characters or, and I think buffing is kind of the same thing because it's almost like introducing a new character like with Tyronda, right? Like where did Tyronda ever see play <laughs> before the, the buffs? And now it's like a whole new character that's fun and powerful and exciting to play with. And it buffed a tribe that was criminally under-supported, right? Like, Longjin was the solo Arcane user. Now, like, we have Arcane as its own little thing. Like, it's like Murlocs. It's not fully fleshed out. There's no red Arcane yet. Um, but, like, it's still powerful. And it really shows, like, you only need, like, two or three good units to have that kind of good synergy. So I'm curious uh, what are we think, you know, some candidates... Uh, four buffs in the maybe not too distant future sometime before we get that next big merc drop um so what do you guys think or hoping for uh from like some underpowered uh potential units um i think my two i would kind of like to see would be first i think antonitis that's a good one to rework on some of his abilities all of it is just straight I do this mm-hmm. damage. I do this amount of damage, and I do this amount shoot of damage. Shoot one fireball, yeah. Shoot yeah. two fireballs. Mm-hmm. Shoot three fireballs. Fireball. Like, when is the last time anyone ever used Antonitis skill three in any piece of content other than the when the tasks Task. require right? Like, it just no. doesn't happen. <laughs> no, yeah, that's definitely a good one. And Antonitis is like such a you can do so much insane stuff with that guy. He's like mm-hmm. one of the most like iconic characters of old warcraft lore and he just becomes like just the i don't know the count from sesame street (laughs) and just like not as i don't know no yeah it's it's like a lot of just rework him entirely right like no not even like buff him or whatever but just like straight rework him delete him from the game and then bring him back (laughs) yeah that'd be a change i'd be in favor of as well i think even original antonitis in hearthstone was a really iconic character that he, he wasn't even always good but like he just dealt he just did such a cool thing that i think people really liked him and i think 
most people, myself included, have almost forgotten that they gave us another Antonitis, like a set or two mm-hmm. sets ago or whatever it was. Like that came up the other day in a in a random game I was playing. I was like, oh, I forgot this card even exists. Mm-hmm. And it was just like it was kind of like mercenaries Antonitis, where it's just like, yeah. oh seems like you, they based it on that one. <laughs> yeah. If you satisfy this condition, you fireball three times or something. It's just like that felt so much less interesting to me than when it's like oh when you cast a spell you get a fireball because you could like time out those those kills over turns and and i remember using him in like og freeze mage so i think that's a great answer um i mean fire comp already has you know good stuff but always happy to see like more options and fire comp definitely feels like one of those comps that it's like cast it being caster heavy makes sense for them and so it'd be cool if we had like Antonius be more on the level with Baron Geddon or even Chigi in terms of like viability in the fire comp because we tried it early days when uh, when there wasn't anything else you could put in fire comp and it was really bad. <laughs> it was it was yeah, really bad. Showcase how good Baron Geddon was. That exactly, was like, that was his one job was to ferry Baron Geddon into playability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah for... Who's your second one? Yeah. Uh, I also have one for Fighter and Protector. For my Fighter, I would like to see Zwen's first ability change. Yeah. Mm, yes. I definitely. feel like that is never used. Mm-hmm. Like, Make that a cool flex tech ability that's like mm-hmm. one or two speed or whatever and just does something fun and the character is yeah. great overnight. <laughs> yeah, I think like the second ability is fine. Third ability, I think, you know, there's some scenarios that's where fine. you can use it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that. So I think just, you know, rework something of the first ability. Mm-hmm. Even maybe increasing, like, if they didn't want to change it, at least increase it where it's not, like, just five higher attack. Mm-hmm. Like, give it, like, you know, ten or something. Because otherwise, his second ability is the one you always just use. It's just way better. Yeah. And then for Protector, I think I'd like to see um, Kurtris. I kind of liked Kurtris in the early days. Um, but it seems like he's really fallen off. Um, yeah. You know, he was kind of there a little bit as a Diablo counter, but not really, you know, like he was, it's like some decks would kind of have him, but um, unless demons start showing up, I don't think he's like useful at all. So he's kind of like, you know, the gruel for dragons. So yeah. I think I'd like to see some rework on him a little bit. Yeah. It's yeah, one. I think those are my three. There, there's a lot of potential with a lot of picks. Like for me, one of the big ones I really want to see is Uther. I know Uther yeah. did get a small buff last time, but I tried to make him work and have some fun with that. But it's it's tough for sure. Um, he's not the worst Mercy in the world, and he has some cool things to his design. It's just it feels like Holy isn't really together. Like it 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 feels like. If you're going for a holy comp, you just want to be doing the the Anduin kind of stuff, and Uther doesn't feel like he fits in that kind of thing as well as Velen or Cornelius does. Like he just has a more prominent role. Um, so I don't know what you would have to do to Uther. I do kind of think they should rework. 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 Yeah, like some of his stuff. Like another just. OG that just has like the most unplayable card ever. Like wh- yeah. why? And he's a legendary too, which is like that's yeah. the, him and Jaraxxus stand out to me as two, uh, and I guess Gul'dan too to a little bit of a lesser extent. Just like they're legendaries that feel like they should be rares in terms of what their abilities are. Like they they feel so just like kind of underwhelming and and. Even in PvE, they they it'd be one thing if like well their abilities just kind of don't fit PvP, but they have a dedicated role here in PvE. 
it really doesn't feel that way. It feels like most of the time they're still outclassed heavily there. So it's like, I don't think you really have to worry about power creep a ton there when it's just like the, these characters just don't feel like they have a, a purpose. Um, I think especially for like the legendary characters, those should be things that incentivize building around either themselves or like a tribal style or just like give you a little bit of direction in terms of like what I want to be doing with my comp. And it feels like they just are so, so far back compared to everything else. So I'd love to see Uther, um, Jaraxxus just for, I think Jaraxxus could be a really, really cool character. He just needs like, a, demons just need a bit more power. They're, they're just, they don't have that that raw power, even Gul'dan, I know we, we got a small Gul'dan change last time, but they changed it so it's like his item, or his skill 2 doesn't have cooldown anymore, or whatever. Well, no one was ever using his skill 2, so it didn't really impact things very much, unfortunately. But Gul'dan, he's another one who, he's a really iconic character, and sometimes he can be good in orcs, and I like how they're kind of pushing the orcs and demons can kind of go together. That'd be sick, like if those two tribes could like shore up each other's weaknesses a little bit. So you could do like an orcs and demons uh, build, but unless we see some changes to those characters, I don't think the current environment makes it very likely, which is a shame. Cause I was so excited when we got the, the pirate buffs and stuff. I was excited to play <laughs> Finney's pirate build. And the, the big thing about that was it was countering frost and, now we just don't see that much of the Frost Valera anymore, uh, which is funny. You know, there's a new boogeyman. It's it's kind of like Mull, who said a few times ago, is like Valera going to turn around and start becoming the hero to the new Trigor Menace. Um, and I think that's a, a very realistic possibility um, in some cases, because like for as prevalent as Trigor has been, Frost has been so much less prevalent, even though it's not like bad now, I would say. Like, yeah. It's just, yeah, you know, it's how it goes. Things change. I, I do want to see more Varian, and I think there could be stuff to a humans comp. Um, That's like the the last tribe I think would be cool if we got a little bit more direct support. Like, humans have a bunch of units and support, but it doesn't feel like any of the units that are about human support are really, like, great. I think Varian's one of the first good ones after the buffs. So I'd like to see maybe one of the other humans, maybe even Uther, just changed in a way that supports the tribe a little bit more. Yeah, no, I mean, those, I think you guys nailed, like, a lot of the great ones. I definitely strongly agree with Uther. I, I had Uther as, like, one of my favorites going into the entire game. Oh, really? Release. Yeah, and, and just out of, like, theory crafting and expecting things to go certain ways and of the power creep to not just, like, throw them away and for Taunt to be more yeah. relevant and, like, a bunch of weird stuff like that. But, yeah, I would love to see Uther fixed. Honestly, the the only real answer that I'll give for right now, I, I would like to see Gruul actually buffed to be actually useful against dragons. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of like what Wizard Beast was saying with Kurtris. Like, Kurtris is supposed to be, like, the anti-demon guy. And he's not even that good at beating up on demons like yeah. Gruul, anti-dragon guy. There are literally more dragons than you can count right now. And Gruul is just not even remotely playable like that. At least make him be able to do the thing he's supposed to do. Right. Whether it's rework him or who knows what. But when people when when dragons are theoretically everywhere and people aren't even looking at that counter dragon card, like something should probably be changed there. 
um, or would be cool to see a change there. And then honestly, my, my last answer to go with the fact that we were talking about kind of Uther and kind of Antonitis and stuff is that uh, I think Thrall could get a rework or a kind of a change, honestly, in a certain sense. Like Lightning Storm is weird and like not really a Thrall thing on the same level. Like the Doomhammer attack is cool, but at the end of the day, the cool part is the fact that it's the Doomhammer equipment. The attack mm -hmm. might as well read attack. Six speed <laughs> attack. And then the other, uh, the eight speed Warchief's command thing or whatever is like eight, it's eight very speed fringe. make something attack and deal damage. And it's slow and it's got a cooldown. And it's just like, again, for, for who is supposed to be like an iconic, like raid leading, a faction leading character, he's like kind of like too squishy, not really dynamic enough, not really very powerful or complex design wise so i would want him to get reworked in like the antonitis like all all the ogs right that have their cards designed in 2019 bring them up bring them into 2022 give them a rework or a buff or something but um those would be my answers i think yeah those are good and definitely murlocs too like uh just one or two yeah, of the murlocs give them a little, a little bit, bit of a bump yeah like yeah. and i think that would go a long way in terms of just helping out those tribes and then by the time we do get uh new characters the it won't require the new characters being so over the top they push the tribe forward. It can kind of be like, it's already good, but now it's better. And I think that's like probably a bit more of an enjoyable way to go about it rather than be like, well, now Murlocs are good, but that's just because we got one insane Murloc that's like pushing up the other bad ones or something. Um, but hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get an idea of what to expect with all that stuff relatively soon whenever first big uh balance changes and stuff come to pass we'll see if uh they they agree with the the community sentiment that uh trigor's maybe a little bit too good and we need a little bit more in the way to counter him but only time will tell on that one um that is going to wrap it up for this episode though um before we get going here you guys want to let our viewers know where they can find each of you yeah, I can be found over on Twitter at WizardBeastOP, and same also on Twitch, WizardBeastOP. Um, I'm going to start streaming again after next week, so definitely end of April, start kind of going into it more. Um, hoping there might be a little bit news, maybe on more balance changes or event, I'm guessing by then. Um, so yeah, you can catch me on Twitter and Twitch. Awesome. Nice. And yeah, I'm basically, yeah, same thing that I've been working basically nonstop on my new fancy project. So streaming is still going to be random, sporadic, or hard to pin down. So basically, again, if you want to be able to reach out or anything like that, Twitter, Discord is basically the good place to do it. Mullahu TTV on uh, Twitter. Still don't understand how someone has straight up Mullahu that isn't related. To <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to find them. But yeah, just on, on Twitter for now. And then, um, but I'm thankfully one of the good upsides about this is that I'm on Twitter and on the internet a lot less in this way. So uh, we'll still respond to anything. I will never ghost you. But um, yeah, awesome. Twitter. And uh, don't forget to check out those articles. Uh, always, uh, always love checking out, especially after we get like the new Mercs content. Articles are a great way to uh, just get a feel for new new content all that good stuff um and as usual you can find me over here on youtube zombies go nom nom twitch as well zombies with the z at the end of it over there trying to do some more regular streaming was a little bit busy this past week but hopefully this coming one 
Definitely going to be doing some more Merc stuff. Might be diving in a little bit more into Constructed too. Was having some fun with that. Um, definitely the most fun I've had with uh, regular Hearthstone in quite some time. So props to them for doing some cool stuff with the new expansion. So you might see more of that. Um, also Twitter, good way to just keep up everything going on with each of us and the show. Um, but probably know all that. So want to thank you so much for listening if you made it to this point and we will catch you in the next one take it easy everybody stay safe bye bye